I'm Yoko. And I'm Knox. And this is the, the RNS, RNS Podcast. Podcast. Bum, bum. Welcome back. Something like that. Something like that. Was, we'll get the ditty down eventually. Uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> we'll figure something out by the end of season two. Okay. I <laughs> I would love to spend this entire podcast talking about just episode nine. I mean, we could. No, no, no. I'll save no, no, that. we could. I'll save that maybe for the finale. I don't know. We're going to have a very packed ending between Black Adam, which we have to go see, and talking about Game of Thrones. Yep, yep, yep. So that's going to be a very packed episode anyway. Um, yeah, but, we got, you know, it's funny when you said that. Uh, we have to go see Black Adam, but the next episode of Game of Thrones is about the Blacks, since this whole episode was about the Greens. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't even realize that, but yeah. So it's going to be a Black episode next episode. I actually really, um, despite the fact that I hate the Greens, Allison re-won me over slightly this episode. Uh, she because- still was usurping the throne, but she was doing it because she has deluded herself into thinking Viserys honestly after 20... Like, Aegon had the most reasonable response here. My dad obviously did not want me to be king. He had 20 years to decide he wanted me to be king. He only backed Rhaenyra, right? I don't want to be king. I'll be a terrible king. I'm not suited for it. He's the only reasonable person this entire episode, he's ironically. the rapist. Yes, he's the rapist. When the, rape, and, when the, when the rapist produced a bunch of bastards and stuff. When the rapist is the most, you know, reasonable character in the show. Then it doesn't bode well. Man, there's so much to talk about, but you know the first thing that's coming to my mind? Can you guess? <laughs> the Red Queen? No. Second guess. <laughs> no, I was going to guess. The Red Queen. Um, Mr. Foot Fetish. Oh, I forgot all about What him. the hell was that? That that was an arrangement. Allison! <laughs> oh, your, your cloak, your cloak of righteousness that you... Allison, you let a be... man just jerk off looking at your ankle? <laughs> like, what? Who was that? Like I, I said it before, and I, I said it before during, and I'll say it again. The club foot has a foot fetish. Ugh. But, okay, I understand. Allison with her OnlyFans. <laughs> her only feet. Her only queens. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that he had some sort of a bizarre fascination slash crush on her, right? I got that from the vibes of him hovering over her and willing to kill his own father and, you know, brother for it. Mm-hmm. I got that. I had no indication it went this far. The way they just pulled that out of nowhere, just had her put her bare ankles on the table, and then I was like, wait, what's going on? Wait, that's his payment? Looking mm-hmm. at her feet? And he's literally just going to jerk off in the room with her? What? I mean, it's not like they have, like, phones with pictures that can Ooh. save the feet and then just go and do that elsewhere. Nah, you got to get that while it's there. No, but I'm just, I don't know. Like, how did it get this far? Like, how did she ever agree to this? Simple. It's real simple. He killed for her. And then he had the black, he had that blackmail over her head. But she didn't ask him to kill. Didn't matter. He could just as easily as he killed, he could just easily point the finger at her and make and produce evidence. Yeah, but if he had done that when uh, the series was around, he wouldn't have bought that. I mean, this woman tried to kill his own daughter. He still was like, let's just end this fight. Let's go home. <laughs> like, that man wouldn't have done anything. People were just like, oh, no. He's so based toward Renaire, which he was. But he also loved Allison, too, because Allison plainly tried to kill her and walked away. Yeah. He could have had her head for that. He could have. So, um, anyway. But that was just, that was so shocking to me. Like, I, the Red Queen situation 
like the dragon and everything, that was the other big moment for me. But I literally couldn't get the feet thing out of my head because I was just like, "Beware the beast beneath the boards." Yeah, we'll transition to that. I'm just, I couldn't. Okay, anyway, but yes. Uh, so does Helena have like the touch? Does she have like the gift? The touch. Yeah, you know the thing that she has a people... sight. Okay, the sight. Sorry, whatever. The same thing, same difference. She she's a big Stephen King fan. So I she's am. just like the shining. Can can does she that shine? That is what I tried to not say. <laughs> does she I shine? I really did try to not say shining because that's all I think of when people <laughs> have gifts. Sh- do they do they shine? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she shines. Okay. See, my thing was, I saw her, I, I, and I pointed this out. I saw her when she was knitting. She was knitting a black widow, and I know that um, Renera is going to be leader of the blacks, and a widow will presume that Damon's going to die somehow. I really feel like you're stretching on that one. Like, I feel like that's too far of a reach. Maybe it's insinuating that she might be a widow. If you're going to read that into anything. Plus, we don't know what type of spider it was. It was a black widow. How do you know that for sure? Because I saw the hourglass. Uh, I look like an orange splotch to me. It looks like an hourglass to me. Okay, we'll go back and look at screenshots. We're not. We're not, but I'm saying we are. (laughs) Anyway, maybe I'll go look at screenshots. I would be willing to look it up. Yeah, Um, you're the one that cares more. Well, I care about symbolism. Mm. Clearly you do, or you wouldn't make that association. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just... You don't care to go double check. Exactly. Wow. Anyway, I'll go double check. But the, the point is, though, she has that sight, and I'm wondering if that's going to help her guide. Well, they don't listen to her her visions, I guess. They don't. She did scream at her mother, and her mother was just like, my daughter's cuckoo, that's it. <laughs> that's all she did. She didn't bother to try to look into it or anything. She Man. tried to warn her. It would help if Helena could, you know, communicate when she says those things. It reminds me of something I saw in Vampire the Masquerade with, oh. the, with the, the vampires that can see the future, but they're crazy. Mm-hmm. When everything is happening all at once and you can't tell past from future, mm. it does tend to make one a bit insane. Mm. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, so the beast beneath the boards mm-hmm. came out exploding. You know, it's weird. Um, back on the, that previous topic for a second. Um... It's like, in my head, like, after I said that, it's like Viserys when he was in his fugue state, talking mm. up, talking with uh, Allison, with a co- continuing on a conversation. With Renera. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I wonder if that, if it's like that, but all the time for her. Mm. So maybe she can't really warn anyone about anything like that, like that, because she's not, like, all there. Like, mm. Part of her's here, part of her's there, and what little she can be coherent she has to put it out in simple ways. Maybe like complex thought isn't like a hmm. a thing. That's interesting. Okay. Just just a thought. But I also know like I'm thinking of Danny, like Daenerys, um, and how she did have her, you know, my dreams come true. That was her thing. She had the vision. She had like some form of sight as well. I think a lot of Targaryens do I have dreams. Yes. But yes. Not like. But I'm saying. <clears throat> I'm saying, what is it that makes Helena unable? Like, is her visions, are her visions, like, that drastic? I think her visions happen when she's waking, too. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I'm interested to see more in her, even though she was the least interesting to me, like, of all the uh, Allison's children. She was kind of least interesting to me. I also only had three, right? Yeah. At least from this show, yeah. And Renera had six. (laughs) Does she have six? Yeah. She has... 
three from the strong. I think three from Damon. She has well, she's currently pregnant, so I don't yeah. know if she has that third with from but, Damon. So she has one on the way. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyway. And it's funny because she didn't, she didn't want to birth out babies like that. And she gave out a bunch of boys, just like her mom said. Just like her mom said. Remember the first episode? Mom was like, "This is how we fight the battle True. with heirs." True. And she she's doing a lot of fighting right now. <laughs> I'm just saying she's popping yeah. out a lot of heirs right now. I guess she could view it that way. Um, okay, but Raymis making her grand escape. Now, at the end of the episode, the creators are like, this might be a debatable moment, so I figured we should debate it. Okay, let's do this. Not like debate, debate, but like, do you think she should have taken out Aegon? Yes. I do too. Okay, no. That wasn't most of, that wasn't much of a debate. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Are you just taking that side so we have something to debate about? Yes. I'll take the no. Okay, yes. Okay, why do you think so? That she should have killed Aegon or shouldn't have? Killed. Why do you think she should have killed him in that moment? Because it would stop war. Mm. Plus, they these these greens, they locked you up. They did all this sort of, all this stuff. They definitely would have killed your dragon if you hadn't been the name. would have killed you and killed True. your dragon. Or killed you and took your dragon for someone else. For another Targaryen or whatever that doesn't have that doesn't have one. Like, yeah, since they can be claimed, I guess, but yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it would be, if they couldn't, if they couldn't claim it, then they'd kill it. Here's why I'm I'm not gonna actually argue no because obviously I do agree with you. I think that would have just ended the war. You would have been loyal to the queen and you could have gotten a lot of benefits from it because she already promised marriage between your two households. Exactly. So your heirs would have been on the throne, no problems. Like this was the biggest uh, ooh, sorry. This is the biggest miss for me for Queen. Like I love her. I love her that she's on her queen ish. Mm-hmm. But she easily could have solved everything with one word, Dracarys. But here's why she didn't. And this is what I'm really going to argue about versus why she shouldn't have killed him. I think she should have killed him. But here's why she didn't. Because of Lenor. Because of Lena. Because she is a mother at the end of the day. And I think the the theme of this show, or at least one of the themes of the show, is how motherhood is a strength and motherhood is a weakness. I think we see both sides of that. Like, the determination of Allison is all because she uh, genuinely wants to push, you know, promote her son and make sure he's safe and good and happy and whole and all that stuff, despite his flaws. That's why she called his him an imbecile. Break, when he was like, do you love flaws. me? You know, well, still, but she still loves him because that's what a mother does. However, that same thing that gives you strength that, that gave Allison, helped her break out of her shell, get her determination, all that stuff, that same thing that pushes her also help, you know, makes her make mistakes, makes her slip up, just makes like, her make wrong choices. Just like Lara Strong said, love is a weakness. Yeah. And we see that in Rain and Rainice as well, because she, I think in that moment, she could not, especially just watching Lenor, even though that wasn't the real Lenor, but seeing his body in flames and seeing Lena, her corpse was also in flames. I don't think she could have done it. I don't think she could pull the trigger in that moment. You know, you know that, that that's a good one. Let's just get a lot more people are going to burn now. Yeah. That one decision. I think I would have bit the bullet. And even if I did feel the same way, I would have bit the bullet and burned them because though all those lies on that dais, Will have saved thousands upon thousands of lives in general. True. Because of war. True. That's the same argument that Otto made. That if Rainice, not Rainice, uh, Renera dies and her family dies, that'll save, you know, plenty of lives for the future because we won't have to go to war. Yep. It's the same argument, just flipping the script. But I I just think in that except, moment. Except Otto and them were the bad guys, in my opinion. So 
Uh, I don't want I don't want that for them, but I do want it for Renera. I oh, I definitely want it for Renera. I'm not even sure if she would be a good queen, but the very least, I mean, the stag thought so. If you want to be that symbol, yeah. Um, I was gonna say at the very least, what made me respect her from the get go. <clears throat> pardon me. What made me respect her is the fact when Kristen was like, "Run away with me, leave it all behind, let's go get married." She's like, no, I have a responsibility. Like, she might not have wanted it in that moment, but like when her father asked her to do that and take over. But she still stood up. She's like, no, that's that's my response. That's just, my job. Let, let me just let me just hype up Viserys one more time. <laughs> just one more time, because this man he neglected her trying to find a male heir, trying to like produce a male heir all that time, and mm-hmm. got his wife killed. He immediately realized the folly of his situation, the mm-hmm. folly of what he'd done. Regretted it for the rest of his life. Let us let his body wither and rot to decay. But even while that, he stood by his daughter and her claim to be heir for that entire time. Yep. Even to the point of dragging his rotting corpse essentially to the throne one last time to defend her. His greatest moment of strength and weakness yeah. right there. Yeah. And um, I read, I read, I watched, and they said that the whole thing where his crown drops and Damon picked it up, mm-hmm. that was that wasn't scripted. His crown literally just fell off his head, and Matt Smith just came and, picked, and literally helped him up, and they just improv that entire thing. What? That's uh-huh. so cool. And that's just, oh, that is, that is so cool. That's, that's actually so, really cool. That's the, that was just the cross. Because like, mm. I thought that was, you know, signifying that, you know, the crown's going to, once, you know, fall from his head, it's going to fall. You know, the no, whole thing that's going to fall. No, that was an accident. They're just like, you know what? It's, it's so good. We're just going to leave it there. Yeah, it was perfect for the moment. Oh, man. Uh, I also have to just give credit for this entire um, oh, episode. I'm sorry. Just... I have to give credit for this entire episode because I thought it did a magnificent job of building tension. Yes, this was a good. The director of this episode did a great job. He did a fantastic job. The music for this episode was fantastic it as well really, because that added to the tension and the pacing. It did. Like you could feel you could feel the same tension everybody else was feeling in that moment. Like we have to find Aegon. Like we have to find him. I didn't know what they were, you know, why each side wanted him, but I was like, we have to find Aegon. And all I knew in that moment is I wanted Allison to find him, and that's the first time I've been able to root for her in a long time. It made but, me feel dirty because I hate Christian. Yeah, I hate I hate Christian. And I hate Eamon a little bit. <laughs> I low-key like how he looks at Damon. <laughs> but I don't like Eamon overall because he punched those little girls back in the day. Um, so I'm I over hate- him. Yeah. But And he stole their dragon, so I'm still pissed about that. But he's an interesting character. And he would be better suited to the throne. He might be a more corrupt king, so well, I don't think he's definitely. great. But at least he's not spending his time drinking and whoring and raping. So many bastards. He probably would spend his time going to war, though. He would be the opposite of the peaceful. Yeah. You know what? Um, that's how the Targaryen line lives on. With all these illegitimate children. I that guess. Aegon, that Aegon. Like Daenerys thought she was the last, but I bet you there's so many more. Like some offshoots at the very least. That's, that's, if they didn't die are, in the slums. Yeah, that like they're, they're hiding. I'm pretty sure people notice that silver hair and they're just like, nah, we're keeping this kid. <laughs> like, nah, this kid is obviously something special. Yeah. You don't see platinum hair. At all. On everybody. Uh-huh. So this kid, this kid is something special. You know, we're going to whisk him away somewhere. And he just, somewhere in the Seven Kingdoms, there's a, there's a, there's a Targaryen, there's a line of Targaryen bastards. Maybe, but I also know when Robert Baratheon took the throne, didn't he just, like, he went through and tried to kill every bastard that existed or something? At that time? Oh, wait, or did I say that wrong? Did they try to kill all of Robert, they killed all of Robert Baratheon's bastards? No. Yeah. They killed the Mad King's bastards. 
I thought they also killed Robert Baratheon's bastards or something. No. I so she didn't was... order that? No. I'm pretty sure she did. I don't remember that part. I remember he, he, he went and killed all the Targaryen bastards throughout the land. Yeah, I do remember that, but I think, she the, also, I think Cersei also was like, let's get rid of <laughs> Robert Baratheon's bastards. Too. I think well, that was thank a God, well, thank God they missed Gendry. Yes. Not that that amounted to anything, but whatever. I mean, he's Lord of Storm's End. Yeah, well, whatever. We thought he might. When you start off the Game of Thrones and you you're like you discover a big secret, you're like, could this person make it all the way to the top? Type of thing. But then he disappeared for like two years. Then he came back randomly he just came to sleep with Arya and then get rejected. Oh yeah, I forgot Arya did reject him. Didn't but I'm she? just anyway. All right, well that was us having a flashback to Game of Thrones, <laughs> but also our review of episode Man, nine. Think about the, the adventures of Arya and Gendry in the open I seas. I no, I don't care because I'm over Game of Thrones. It ruined it. So whatever. Arya can, can go sail off to wherever. If you, I'm gonna. I I tr- I've been trying to look at the whole Game of Thrones from the perspective that um, Daenerys was the bad guy the whole time. I know some people say that and that you were fooled. I don't agree with that. I think Game of Thrones is known for morally great characters. I don't think she was anything but a product of. Uh, the harsh environment that she was raised in. Which made her a villain. No, it did not make her a villain. Having Coming from uh, being sold off like a slave and like chattel, being raped essentially, uh, or attempted to be raped, dealing with a, an abusive psychotic brother and rising above that and genuinely trying to do good by the people around you, including delaying your attempt to take the throne. To so get that an army. Can, so, so no, so that you can defeat a greater evil. Those are not signs of an evil villain all along. She might have turned in a certain even, way, even, but she definitely was not all along. I would never say that. No one wastes their time trying to free slaves if they're evil all the way. That first doesn't off, make sense. She, did she really free the slaves? I said tried to free the slaves. That's what I said. She made them free themselves, essentially. But did she? are they really free? Yeah. Are they, though? Yeah, she left what's her other lover on top of the throne over there so that the slavers couldn't go back in the hands. I'm sorry, the slaves couldn't go back in the hands of the slavers. She left someone in authority she, she trusted she, because of that. she took the slave army, though, right? No, not all of them. Most of them. But she didn't leave. She didn't take everybody. Um, are, are you sure? Because after that, after that, I'm going to call Regardless, the... one of the seven sons is over there, so he has I, his I'm own call army. It, I'm going to call, I'm gonna call it the. I'm going to call it the Blackest Knight. Because I don't know what else the siege of Winterfell like it wasn't a siege it was a the, the, when the Night King attacked and mm-hmm. killed everybody she had to get the rest of them slaves or she had to refill her army somehow. I don't think she did that. I mean, we saw all of Dothraki die. We saw them all die. We saw a lot of them die. Yes, not all, all the, the Dothraki in the world are dead. All the ones she had. Okay, there's more. Just like there are more unsullied, but she went back and took and brought him back. She did not. Okay, regardless. This is just going in circles. Warp magic, baby! Uh, my point is, I don't think Danny was a villain all along. I don't think uh, all. I don't think even the villainous characters are always villains in Game of Thrones, except for like the really messed up ones. Like the really, really messed up ones. Would you call B- Peter Baelish a villain? No. No? I'll call him a fool. I mean, what about Varys? Varys was well, he was fool at the end. Yeah, he was a fool at the end. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't see any of them as villainous. All of them were trying to. Three uh, more seasons would have made would have made it so much better. Just two more, but or an extended season, but just uh, they weren't villains. They were people striving for power. Now, if you once you achieve that power and then you abuse it, then you become villainous to me. But striving for power, 
in a society where your options are you either highest of the high or you're the lowest of the low and there's very few people in the middle class area i mean what else are you to do what live in crap class? regular lords nah, that's what i'm viewing as middle class but they're still technically above the peasants you see begging in the streets you know like the day-to-day people if they had an opportunity to go for power and and live a healthy life where they could take care of their families they would go for it I don't so, know what they think they do with that power, but the point is, the point is that I, it, it's hard to point out a villain in this type of society. Now, Hightower's definitely villain. Cersei, it was definitely a villainess at points in time, but still, at the heart of her character was, I want my children to be safe. You know, that's what she did everything for. So she's not even, even that. Like, like I said, Game of Thrones full of morally great characters. Alicent, as much as I hate her now, even she at the end of the day. Is trying to do right by Renera and the way that she sees things. I got, I got you. I got you. You're, you're Crispin. Crispin, at the end of the day, is still not fully a villain, <laughs> even though he's a twat, because <laughs> he he also is living by what he considers his moral standards. Yes, he, he had a moment of weakness uh, and everything, but at the end of the day, he is now trying to stick by to what he thinks is morally correct. He's wrong because he can't see his own hypocrisy which drives me crazy, but a lot of men can't when they get rejected by women. That's all we see. Masley wearing a fedora. Technically, he didn't even get rejected. Like he just. Well, he took it as a rejection because she said, "No, I'm not marrying you. You could just stay here and be my lover." Watch. I couldn't possibly, even though I've already slept with you. Oh, Kristen. Anyway, he's a he's a jerk now for how he treated Renera's children and how he talks about her and whatever he feels for Allison, but he's not crossing that line again. Apparently. Hi, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't, to be honest. Well, she's too busy letting Larry strong jerk off her, <laughs> her feet. Anyway, okay, so that was that was episode nine. I'm very excited to see the finale. We're probably, yeah, we're probably gonna go in a lot more depth depending on how good the finale is. But we're also gonna review Black Adam. Remember, next week. it's gonna be a very black episode. Well, Black Adam and, and the blacks. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yes. Ah, oh, Rainice was a boss this episode. I was so excited. Yes, she was. I just want her to like literally go back and correct her mistake. I'm wondering why they just didn't hold hold that in the chapel of the seven. The temple of the seven. Why do you keep assuming it's not that? It might be the have been the early stages of that. Because remember when the Targaryens were act the actual Targaryens were reigning there, when the actual Targaryens were reigning there, it didn't look the same. They had had I we had listened to them of saying that they had had murals of like sexual acts on their walls and stuff she's and allison has replaced it out of guilt with emblems of the seven and whatnot so i don't know what we're seeing is just what they built over the dragon pit i don't know if what we're seeing is like the early stages of that that um temple that that temple yeah so it might still be that um because i thought i read somewhere or watched something that said that um, the dragon pit was still there but because there's no dragons it was just falling on it it's falling into disuse maybe so that's all just like the temple has to be something different because the temple was in the middle of everything. But what if it was just built on top of the dragon pit? But what I'm saying is that that goes contradictory to everything that I heard. No, it's it's saying that maybe over time it fell into like maybe this no, battle. No, it, no, it still exists. It just is there unused. But the temple that we saw get blown up by Cersei was in the middle of literally everything. Yeah. I mean, okay. the dragon pit was on a hill. Oh. Uh. So the dragons could take off and land and have a place and all that. Okay, well, then I don't know. Maybe this was like just an, another area to keep dragons. I have no idea. I thought she was like, that's that's a weird area to have a coronation. Because uh, you, you'd think that they would have built a temple to the Seven already. It's just the Seven, they have it in the ca- they have it in the castle, the Red Keep. So you'd think there'd be a temple somewhere where they could do this. 
I don't know. Maybe this is early stages of her really getting the religion going. In the... Do you think they have a pope? No, I'm sure they have a religious leader of some sort, though, for religious guidance. There was a guy who literally was anointing Aegon, so he would have been the religious leader, whoever it was at the time. I would think that they would have like, a, like a, the, what their equivalent of the Vatican was, you know? No, if you have that, then that reduces the authority of the crown. That's I how mean, Tommy right. got taken over. Oh, you're right. You're right. And because the Targaryens themselves were not religious, I don't think they would have had that. Alicent's only had a couple, a couple of years, relatively speaking, to like promote her stuff. But the Targaryens didn't give a crap about having a pope. She's They're marrying each other's brothers and sisters. They don't care. That's very true. So, anyway, we should wrap this up here. Yes. Move on to the next segment. Yes, the next segment. What is the next segment? We are going to see if we can survive a zombie apocalypse. All right. All right, those ads, yeah. What are you, you're always talking about pretend ads that don't exist. Those ads were great. If they exist one day, I I will be very, very shocked, but you're literally delusional. Man, I'm just saying those ads, whatever ads were there, those were great ads. Oh my God, anyway. You should, you should definitely buy whatever those ads said. Oh, Okay, so in honor of the spirit of uh, All Hallows' Eve, though it's not that time just yet, but in honor of the Halloween spirit of October, We're halfway there. we are going to do uh, a little choose-your-own-adventure, um, seeing if we can survive the zombie apocalypse. I mean, yes. I think we've done something similar to this before in season one, but it was like a, it wasn't a choose-your-own-adventure, it was like a, one of those quizzes. To see if you would survive. I'm pretty sure we did something like that. Or at least we did it on our own time. I have yeah, a recollection of that. Time. Well, regardless, this one's actually a book um, by Max Braillier. I hope I don't mispronounce his name. Um, and we're not going to do the whole thing, obviously, because you should go support authors and read their books. But we thought we would, we, yeah, we thought we would do a couple of excerpts and just see uh, what choices we would make and how, how, where it would take us. Okay? All right. All right. So... Um, I will be skipping around a bit just for uh, condensing things, but I will get the spirit of the story. And if you want to do the whole thing, just, you know... Yeah, support Max over here. Support Max. It's you literally know? called, Can You Survive the Zombie Apocalypse? So it'll be hard do, to find. tell them Yoko and Knox sent you. Oh, that'd be nice. Hey. That'd be cool. Maybe we'll right. get our own, little, our own little series. A little, like, cameo in one of his books. Who knows? Oh, I think it's a stretch, but that'd be neat. Okay. <laughs> it begins. So I'm going to be reading here. And I'm gonna leave the decisions up to Yoko. All right, let's do I, this. Because I will panic in an actual situation where we gotta make decisions like this. And I'll either get us safe or get us killed. Yep. Okay, so it begins. <clears throat> With a severand, these Monday morning meetings always run long, every damn time. God, in the history of man, has a morning meeting ever not run long? As usual, you overslept, missed the subway, and arrived 10 minutes late to work, so you missed the Krispy Kremes and one of the good chairs. Now you're stuck in a tiny little plastic thing you're pretty sure you can hear bending underneath your weight. Or maybe that's the sound of your stomach aching for a donut. Ah, donut. <laughs> Suddenly, violently, Angela, the cute brunette receptionist, bursts through a set of double doors and explodes into the conference room. Everyone turns. Someone giggles. Confused looks all around. Eyes wide, Angela stands in the doorway, silent for a moment. Then, um, sorry to interrupt, but I think you need to turn on the TV. So, 
skipping some stuff, but Angela turns on the TV, and what do we see? Zombie? Well, not just yet. What you see is a dozen police cars have formed a semicircle around a main emergency room entrance, and more are arriving. The big sliding doors beneath the emergency sign slide open, and out stumbles a young doctor bleeding from his face, neck, and shoulder. Blood pumps from his wounds, spilling out onto his scrubs. He takes a few shaky steps before collapsing onto the little green Mount Sinai carpet that lies in front of the door. The office is silent for a split second, then a flurry of, oh my gods, Jesus Christ, and what the fucks? The woman sitting next to you grabs into your arm. It's weird. I would have found that weird. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor begins convulsing. Blood streams onto the sidewalk and pulls at the curb. Then, seemingly out of nowhere, a female patient in a hospital gown bursts out from the ER and dives on top of him. The patient is biting the doctor. No, not just biting. Eating him. Devouring the guy. Tearing to his flesh with her teeth and hands, clawing at his body. Ripping skin from his limbs. As she tosses her head back to chew, stringy flesh hangs from her teeth. The screen goes black. So that was weird, huh, guys? <laughs> you sit in your stupid, uncomfortable chair, stunned, unable to move. Words dance around your brain along with images from comics and movies, and then finally you blurt out to no one in particular. Zombies. Zombies? Zombies, the living fucking dead! <laughs> you can't believe it. You don't believe it. You goddamn won't believe it. But you saw it right there on the TV. All right, so then you try to escape out the conference room, blah, blah, blah. You take the stairs two at a time, going over it all in your head, trying to figure out where to go when you hit the street. Million-dollar question. You finally get to the ground floor. Co-workers flood past you out the revolving doors. Didn't know they could spin that fast. You nearly lose a hand. Pull it back just in time. You and two other guys squeeze into one slot, you being the meat in that sandwich. And a split second later, you spit out into the 84th Street on the west side. A street that you've been on a hundred times over the course of your short career, but this time, it's unrecognizable. The streets are packed, loud, car horn blasts, people yell, angry, violent screams, and more. It's hot, stinking hot and humid, air so thick you could cut it with a knife. A New York City July. You think while you sweat. All right, here's your first decision, Yoko. If you think your best chance of getting out of the city is via taxi, we're going to turn to page 204. If you want to jog the 12 blocks and two avenues to 72nd Street subway and catch the next train to Brooklyn, we're going to turn to page 205. And if you want to get back to your apartment ASAP, we're going to turn to page 22. Let's, let's try and catch a taxi. Oh, okay. Catching a taxi it is. Because I don't want to be out in the open. True, true. But uh, you think you're going to be able to take a taxi? And you, I don't. You know, I, don't. Gonna, I, don't. I don't think, but I'm curious to know what's going to happen. All right. Because okay. I'm definitely not taking the subway. That's instant death. All right. So we have decided to take a taxi. Wee -woo, wee -woo. That's the wrong sound for a taxi. I know. I haven't taken a taxi for a while. Uber took over everything. That's very true. You're the reason I ran out of money. You walk <laughs> to the corner. <laughs> he introduced me to Uber. That's what I, that's what I mean. Uh, you walk to the corner. The sounds of the pulsing city explode around you, loud enough to wake the dead. <laughs> Knee slapper. Car horns blare. A fire truck which races by. People rush about. Word is spreading quickly. You pace back and forth on the corner, arm in the air, checking both sides of the intersection. Traffic is at a standstill. You stare down the long avenue, every cab full. This is going to take forever. 
Voices, at your, uh, I'm sorry, voices erupt behind you. A crowd has gathered at the corner bar. Fenerty's. Fenerty's? I don't know. An Irish pub. <laughs> You've walked past hundreds of times but never paid any attention to. It's packed to the gills. Outside, people hover at the windows, clamoring for a glimpse of the TV. Hmm. Maybe there's some amazing news on TV. Some great update, like maybe the whole thing was some sort of Orson Welles hoax dealie. And you can go home and, you know, not worry about monsters taking over Manhattan. All right, so if you want to investigate the bar and hopefully good news on the TV, turn to page 39. If you'd rather break around and try to get that cab, then go to page 42. What do you want to do? Let's get that cab! Oh, my God. You really determined to get this cab. All right. All right. Let's see how it ends. See, in my head, there's some World War Z stuff about to happen. Uh-huh. I want to be in a cab so I can zoom. Zoom, zoom. Step okay. on it! <laughs> okay. This section is called Long Ass Cab Ride. <laughs> <laughs> you turn your back on the bar. If it's good news, you'll find out about it later. And if it's bad, you don't want to know. After half an hour, Jesus Christ, I feel like you'd be eaten by a zombie already by that point, but okay. Oh, I spread. I guess. After half a, a half hour, a cab slows to a stop at the corner of 85th and Broadway, and an older woman gets out. You hear her on the phone. Of course I heard. I'm going upstairs right now and locking the door. You run for the cab. Three others do the same. You get there first, though, and you don't give in. Everyone argues. You tell the other three guys to take a hike and you get inside. Brooklyn Bridge and step on it, you say, like you turn into some badass. <laughs> Told you to step on it. But there's Told nowhere to go just yet, so the cab just sits there. <laughs> and the three guys are right outside your window, glaring at you from the sidewalk. You flip open your phone and pretend to talk on it. Oh, my God, this is the most millennial thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I have ever read in a zombie apocalypse. All right. So you ask the uh, the cabbie to put on the radio, please. He doesn't hear you or he can't hear you over the Bluetooth. Uh, you shout at him, hey, radio. He shoots you a look through the rear view mirror and lets it linger for a second, then reaches down and turns on the radio. Top 40 stuff. Lady Gaga, you think. Thanks, but can you put the news on, you ask? He ignores you. You ask twice more and then give up. What's this guy's problem? I don't know. Oh, is this a cab driver in New York? Is that, is that what they yes. are? Anyway, you're still stuck a half an hour later with this stupid cabbie, apparently. And you've gone maybe like 10 blocks. I mean, so, 10 blocks is still, still pretty good. Well, you said you could walk faster than this. Oh. That's mm -hmm. what it says. Okay. Um, you can't get any... You try to call your friend in Brooklyn. Uh, it's an automated voice that pops up saying, I'm sorry, due to the unusually high call volume, we aren't able to connect your call at the moment. Please try again later. God damn it, fucking AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so traffic's not moving. Uh, let's see. Finally, after an hour and a half of nonstop and some more traffic and a $43 cab fare, you can see the entrance to the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, it's just what you had feared. Absolute gridlock. On the street and on the bridge. Please try to direct traffic, but it's useless. Thousands of people are crossing the bridge on foot. A mass exodus. A guy on a ninja bike drives past you, weaves in and out of traffic, past the police, and up onto the on-ramp. Bastard. Guys on motorcycles have all the luck. <laughs> you sit anxious. An hour goes by. You move maybe 10 feet. I feel like there's going to be a motorcycle somewhere in, my, in this, in this one. This future. isn't cyberpunk. We'll see. <laughs> you move maybe 10 feet. A cop directs traffic. He finally waves his hand in the air and gives up. <laughs> the cops have given up. He walks through the maze of cars, hops on his police bike, hits the siren, and drives up the bridge. <laughs> Again, pricks with motorcycles. You're about to give up, pay the fare, enjoy the pedestrians when you hear it. The sound. You can just barely make it out over the din of horns, sirens, and angry New Yorkers. 
shouting, screaming. It's the sound of panic. Out the window, to your left, you see it. People running, stampeding. Behind them, the zombies. Hundreds, thousands maybe, a thick mass of the dead stretching all the way across First Avenue. A goddamn army of the things headed right for you. So do you lock the door and hold tight? Or do you get the hell out and run for it? Get the hell out and run for it. Okay, page 183 it is. (laughs) I feel like you're about to get an ending. Okay. This section's called Literally Run For It. (laughs) Before you even realize that you're out the cab running, pandemonium surrounds you, a mass evacuation to anywhere but here. You still look behind you. Mayhem. More of the things coming. You collide with a group of children, kids on a school trip or something, and crash to the ground. A police cruiser screams by you, hopping the curb. You get a quick glimpse of the cop behind the wheel, face uh, face panic-stricken as he flies past, plowing through a pile of curbside garbage and newspaper racks. An ambulance swerves to avoid hitting the cop car and smashes into a streetlight with so much force that the pole snaps in half of the middle. The top falls to the street, landing on a van and sending people scattering. Sparks fly as the electrical wires dance on the streets. A zombie, curious, stumbles over to one and reaches for it. It fries, <laughs> shakes violently and falls to the ground. Then horrifically, it rises again. Ooh. All right. Uh, chaos is all around you. Your heart races. So do you... Uh, Run down into the garage hoping for refuge and help from the police? Do you run for the bridge and hopefully Brooklyn? Or do you don't stop, don't look back, just run? Don't stop, don't look back, just run. All righty. I ain't going to trust the police for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I thought you were getting to an end, but apparently not. Oh, we got to an end. So this is don't stop, don't look back, just run. You dart through the street. I'm sorry, you dart through the crowd across Chambers Street. Feet tiring, heart pumping, then out of nowhere, slam! You roll up over the hood of the car. (laughs) The car breaks and sends you flying. Everything goes black. Pain racks your entire body. No dizzying, spinning view of the world as you fly through the air. Just black. You don't feel yourself hit the ground. And you don't hear the wet crack as your head splatters across the cement. The end. That was your ending for this. Wow, someone hit me. Yep, you got hit by a car. I mean, at least you didn't die by a zombie. I mean, there we go. Still, at least I'm dead for good. Yeah, you're not going to rise again. They yeah. will probably eat your flesh, though. I will tell you guys, this has like 384 pages, so there are like a gazillion endings. So that's <laughs> exaggerating, but you know what I'm saying. There's a bunch of endings, so that was just Yoko's terrible one. I don't think it was terrible. Well, in the sense that you didn't survive, it was terrible. Yeah, it's just I didn't survive, but I didn't lose to zombies. I lost to to people. Escaping the zombie apocalypse, yes. Panic people. I don't think you would have fared better with the police necessarily, but I yeah. guess we'll have to read yeah. and find out uh, when we try this adventure again on our own or something. But um, yeah, but I don't want to like, you know, read the entire book because I want you to, if you are interested, go check out uh, Can You Survive the Zombie Apocalypse and by if Max Brailier. We'll run through it again another day. Yeah, we can do another one if guys are interested. So yeah. But um, now it's time. To do 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 I mean, I guess we're gonna do. Oh, uh, super fights a duel, I guess. Duel the fates. All right, so let's grab our cards. Grab our cards. Super fight! Super fight! Super fight! Super fight! Super fight! Wow, this has its own little theme song for this segment, huh? Yeah. All right then. So, 
Um, we're going to continue with our normal super fight, uh, though these are supposed to be like, you know, classic horror movies slash Halloween themed. Scary stuff. It's scary stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, we try anyway. Yeah, we try. I mean, though I do think the scariest thing was Stephen Hawking on the evil doll body, but whatever. No, absolutely not. That was a horrifying experience for me, getting crushed by Katniss Everdeen. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Are you drawing first or am I, or am I drawing first? Ladies first. Oh, like today. This is stupid. All right, go on. This is stupid. Do we both get stupid ones? Seems like. What'd you get? I drew last, so I'll go first. I got Frankenstein. Okay. With no depth perception. <laughs> what is Frankenstein with no depth perception? Just stumbling around, breaking things, <laughs> I don't... cursing God, <laughs> cursing your creator. <laughs> like I what? I don't know. Okay, well, it's not like my. I guess my mind's mind is technically better, but I feel like this is going to be a foolish fight. Let me tell you why. I'm a skeleton, <laughs> so easily breakable by Frankenstein's fist, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm three stories tall. So I think the win depends on how bad your depth perception is. I mean, once you get a hold of me, it doesn't matter because I know where you are. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> you're three stories tall. I have no depth perception, but you're three stories tall. How can I miss you? <laughs> true. <laughs> but, okay, let's say I'm a undead living skeleton type of thing. Yes? And plus, this Frankenstein's intelligent, so. You didn't say that. Well, we're using the same the same one that said the football. It I could be young time. Frankenstein's Frankenstein, where um, and the only reason I know this reference is because my mom likes to say this to me. She likes to call me Abby Normal. Abnormal. Yeah, the joke in Young Frankenstein is that he asked him to give him a brain. He asked Igor to give him a brain, and he was like, "What brain did you use?" He was like, "Abby's," and he's like, "Abby's." He's like, "Yeah, over there." It said Abby Normal, <laughs> so he gave him the abnormal brain instead of a regular human brain. Yes, that was the. I thought it was funny. Anyway, huh? Why are you looking at me like that? That's what my mom likes to say to me. She calls me Abby Norrible. Huh? What? Why do I feel judgment? Huh? What? <laughs> anyway, you guys get it, don't you? Okay, I I don't even. I'm gonna do with my normal BS, but I don't think I win this fight. You Just... redraw? No, no, no. I'm gonna do my normal BS. That's part of the fun for me. All right. Okay. Let's go through your normal BS. Depending on how bad your depth perception is, if I just stand far enough away, or depending on your eyesight, close enough to you, <laughs> you can't. You can't even get. All I need to do is remove one bone that doesn't make my whole body collapse, and I can either chuck it at you and knock you out, or swing it at you and knock you out. Before you have a realization of where I am. While you're still trying to figure out you things. You are three stories tall. Yes, but you can't see very I well. I can see. Very well. Look, let's, just, let's just clear up. Like, what... you're trying to take a step forward, and you did not estimate or you <laughs> underestimated, like, that step because you have no depth perception. All I have to do is roll a bone in front of you. You trip. You Frank fall. Frankenstein would adapt. Because he's already a bunch of broken parts. This this has to be par for the course. This has to be this par man for the barely course. understands why he exists in life. 
And all of a sudden, he's going to, first of all, he's probably going to think that his daddy, his creator, made another creation because there's a skeleton that's walking oh, around. Oh, good, sibling rivalry. Going to go and kill that one, too. Maybe he'll hesitate to kill me because of that. And in that hesitation, I'll take advantage of that yeah. because I don't have issues with depth perception. I've got psychic, skeletal sight, whatever did, it is. Did, the, did, the, did, the, did Frankenstein and Van Helsing, did he, did he live through that? Or? I don't know about Van Helsing. What are you talking about? I know ra- actual Frankenstein, like actual novel Frankenstein. Did I don't you know anything else. Did the movie, Van Helsing? No. Oh. I mean, yes, but no. Is that a yes or no? I definitely fell asleep to it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely watched some element of it. I liked it when I was a kid. Anyway, oh. Van Helsing. Oh, Not Van Helsing. Yeah. Frankenstein. There you go. There you go. There we go. Doesn't matter. I'm immortal. I cannot So die. am I. I'm a skeleton. But you can be crushed. Mm, unless you, like completely pulverize me. Which I have the strength to do. Only if you don't stumble. I, all I, I have can to... fall on you and break you. Oh, first imagine. of all, I'm three stories tall. You can't you fall are super, on me. You are super brittle for three stories tall. Yeah, but you can't fall on me because I'm taller than you. Oh yeah, I have more mass than you. You also have no depth perception. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up my cat. I'm gonna put it in front of you. What's that little first story inch me? You don't know. I'm gonna start throwing objects, chucking objects your way. You don't know what those things are. You can't dodge them. I don't, I don't have to. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Because I'm three stories tall. I'm assuming that comes with three stories worth of strength. Or you're just really brittle because you didn't. Yeah, you, you have to imagine you're a skeleton. But I drank my milk before I died. You have to. You have to be. I did not have osteoporosis. Again, and also again, misconception. You're not strong. You're really weak. I'm three stories tall. All the power that we have comes from our muscles, which you don't have because you're just a skeleton. You can stand. I'm a mystical skeleton that's back from the dead. You're a skeleton. That's all you I can probably remove my head and toss it around and still be functioning. But you're not strong. You don't know what I am. You're brittle. That doesn't say I have to be brittle. I'm saying, though... Compared to Frankenstein's strength, you're always going to be brittle. Fine, but I'm throwing things in front of you so that you trip over them. You trip, fall, and you die because you bash your head open, much like that guy from Game of Thrones who Kristen pushed. First off, trip and die? Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm, fr- I'm immortal. I'm not gonna trip and die. You're gonna hurt yourself severely. No, I'm not. Yes. No, I'm and then not. I'll take advantage of that. And do what? Tickle me? <laughs> With your little bit of weight, tickle me? Uh, skeletal strength, you're underestimating. Your skeleton also carries your entire body, not just your muscles. With reinforcement from your muscles. But your skeletal... Your it skeletal keeps everything is, together. It's, what, it's an outline. It also it carries it. You don't like just say, oh, I broke my arm. Don't need that because I have muscles. You need something to attach the muscles to. Exactly, so, but you're, you're missing half the equation is what I'm trying to say. And I'm saying that you're missing half your eyes. <laughs> you're missing half your perception. Listen, okay, you know, you know what? You know what? What? I've I already counter- conceded that logically you make the most sense. I'm just BSing because I don't like to lose. You know what? Is that know. okay? <laughs> Amen. What about Amen? He has no depth perception. He's perfectly fine. He still has one eye left. You have no depth he perception has- in both your eyes. He has... You need two eyes to have death perception. Mm. So, oh, that's science. You already borrowed eyes from people, so who knows what you had. That's why the only reason I'm not going to go with that. <laughs> I'm not really sure about which eyes he took. He could have had someone with a lazy eye stuck that right in your skull. <laughs> that's why I'm the best. Yes. <laughs> Next. All right. All right. We'll read y'all, but I'm giving that one to you. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Just leave him out for now. All right. I'm plucking. I'm plucking. All right, your turn. You need to make sure yours that you don't have one of those two first. No, I'm good. 
I would have already fucking, redone. I'm fucking. This is bad. This is similar to what I had before. This is similar to what I had before either. No, no, not. I meant from last time. So is this. Oh, okay. You have bees again or something? Evil doll. But versus what? You're the versus. What yeah, evil doll with what? Versus oh, what? Oh, it's just armed with a cattle prod. I liked my odds. <laughs> but you don't like them anymore? No, well, because I know the abilities of an evil doll because I've argued the abilities of an evil doll to mm-hmm. you. And once again, I feel like zombies have a great advantage, but this time I don't have 100 of them. I only have 10 of them. Oh. That sucks. I'm sorry. So, are we, is this it for now? Is this, is this it for now? Is this what we're doing? What, zombies versus evil doll? Is this what we're doing right now? I mean, yeah, we have to. Okay, that's fine. Let's do it then. All right. Why did you slap All me, right. Yoko? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a tiny little bug. Um, okay, so... I got ten of me. Ten of me. Ten zombies. No, what? Let's, no, we have to redraw. Why? I because like my zombie powers. Because we already did this Fine. one. I No, last time I had a hundred zombies. <laughs> Wow, and I had a glue gun, but I was still an evil doll. Okay, fine. Last one. <laughs> this is stupid! <laughs> what am I, earwig? <laughs> fine, I'm a witch armed with a guitar. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. <laughs> That's awesome! I know, I'll make it awesome, You, but I need to hear yours first. I get to pick a TV character. Oh, uh, here you go with the BS. <laughs> armed with a master ball. Are you kidding me? <laughs> which TV character are you picking? Oh, which TV character am I picking? That has to be something horror, horror-y. Hmm. Something horror-y. On TV, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So I can't pick movies. I have to be like a television show. Why don't you pick... I'm Linoj. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to pick. I was going to pick Linoj. Uh, I can read your mind. I think Linoj versus a witch would be interesting. I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I won't have to do anything. I'll just burn you. Like, with my sick, sick burns. I'm a, I'm a witch, so I can literally burn you as well. No, no, not like, not like, no, I know fire. what you, I know what you meant. You're going to make insults, you know? Oh, yeah. Livingston, come on in. I get it. <laughs> you know, you're going to tell me all the simple things I've done, but I don't care because I'm a witch. Okay, I got a master ball. It's fine. Okay. I'm a, I'm a wizard with a master ball. And I'm a witch with a guitar that I'm clearly using for magical purposes. You are, otherwise, what's the point of being a exactly, witch with a guitar? Exactly. You're gonna be, you're gonna, now, you're, that's an awesome combination. I'll be glad to use you in Pokemon battles. Don't use me in Pokemon battles. You're not capturing me. I'm a witch. I'm going to capture you in that master ball. You think I don't have magical powers to get away from you or to break out of a master ball? You don't think I have magical powers to, to chase you down and stop you? <laughs> no, because Linoge, for all of his powers and ability, he just really made people turn on each other. That witchcraft stuff ain't gonna work on me. I'm a literal witch. Well, first off, he's, he's a demon of some sort. He's legion. He's whatever the hell he is, but I'm still a witch. But I'm like, and you know what? I'm choosing to be Willow. Screw yourself. I'm gonna be one of the most powerful witches in the entire. You could do since what you... No, you pick the TV character. I'm picking Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You and do I'm, what you I'm want. picking season six Willow, who didn't give a f when she was tearing everything apart. Oh, Dark Willow. Yes. It's great. She's a dark Pokemon. It's great. So screw the guitar. A, a dark psychic Pokemon. I'm not going to be a dark psychic Pokemon. I'm going to destroy you. No, you're going to try. She screamed at literal Osiris, the god of the dead, and dismissed him because he wouldn't do what she wanted. Osiris is I'm not. dismissing you, Linoj. Osiris is not Linoj. 
Cyrus is the god of the dead. No one, just, no one knows what the hell he is. Exactly. He's a demon. He could be cast away. That's all that Willow did for her entire career on Buffy. Cast away? Yeah, got rid of demons. Like, helped Buffy get rid of demons. Oh, guess what? What? She didn't get rid of a horde of demons like Linoge. What? He doesn't... What? Yes, she did. She did? Yes, she did. Like, who? Technically speaking... Technically speaking, she had the power to turn every single girl in the entire world at the time into a slayer. Thus... Yes, it was. If she hadn't done that during that battle, those demons would have taken over the earth. Are you kidding me? Were were they demons or were they just prehistoric vampires? Uh, They were stronger than vampires, but vampires are demons, so I don't see what your point is. I mean, they're low demons. No, not those vampires were not low demons though. They're they're still low demons. No, those were not low demons because they were um, ten times tougher to kill. They were much harder to kill I mean, the regular. Buffy, she, Buffy, she, made it, made Buffy made it a child. A child no, she didn't. She got beat the crap out of. You see, you don't remember the series as no, much I as remember, I do. No, I remember. I remember when she lured one out and she beat the crap out of it for a demonstration. But it beat a, her up first. That's what she had to. Everyone like that girl killed herself in the house because they saw they saw Buffy get the crap beat out of her and they lost faith. And so she was like, "I have to go beat the crap out of it so they can I can win them back over and they can believe that we can make it." So we need to watch Buffy again now. That. Like, you don't have to tell me twice, but I, I remember the series like the back of my hand because I, was, I, that, I, I obsessively that was good, watched that was, it. That was a good last. That was a good last season. It was not. After the mean, potentials, after the potentials, it was still better than Game of Thrones. So I'll give you that. The last season of Game you of Thrones. Know, I compare everything in my head to Game of Thrones. I do and... now because it, there's no <laughs> series that has disappointed me more. None. <laughs> last season of Buffy uh, was not the highlight of everything because the previous season was so dark, and the next. Se- we're going like off topic. The, the best, the going best, off topic, the best scene, the best scene to me in the last season was the first scene of the last season when uh, the first evil is talking to Spike and it goes through every single one of the big bad. I love that scene too. That is such a good scene. But my favorite scene instead is when um, it's mocking Buffy at the end because the whole reason it exists is because it, it thrives on fear and without fear it cannot exist. Uh-huh. That's the first evil. So when she gets stabbed and it's like mocking her and trying to make her feel afraid. And she just stands up and she makes the first feel fear because she gets back up and she's like, no, I'm good. And like it's going. <laughs> that was amazing. That was like, oh, Buffy, my hero. Off topic though, because Willow's beating you. Willow's not. Willow is. Willow's not being Linoge. Once again, uh, now first of all, nobody you else know, knows. Nobody you else know. knows Linoge but us two, I think, <laughs> in the entire world. No one you, else knows who Linoge is. You, you just. <laughs> You know the depth of Stephen King's depravity. Yes. And he made Linoge. What's your point? We also know that Josh Whedon is very depraved now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he made Willow. You know what? I, I won the first one, so I'll let you have this one. You're not letting me have I'll let anything. you have this one because I like Willow. Willow turns into a literal goddess at the end of this series. You don't even understand. I understand. I was there. Were you? Were you there? I saw Anya die. I've been scarred ever since. Eh, she came back. It's fine. Did she? Yeah, it's comic books. It's a it's a lot comic story. books, not in the real an actual thing. Well though the comics are an extension of that. I know, I have them. <laughs> anyway, um we're gonna leave it to the audience again. One, they have to figure out who Linoge is, two. <laughs> two, they need to make Good sure luck. they watch Buffy enough to understand why Willow is so sad. Why fight, she this wins fight this fight. This fight is gonna take hours of your life. 
hours. Just learning of all about Linoge and his savagery is going to take you at least eight hours. And watching the entire eight, well, seven seasons of Buffy, plus all the comics to understand what powers Willow has, will take a lot of your life, but it'll be worth it just to prove that I won. Just to prove nothing. No, no, it proves that I won. Thank you. But that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> Remember, live in sin, come on in. Stop. You really gotta stop saying that to people. <laughs> it's gonna be problematic one time. One time. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Before you go, please give us a like, subscribe, and if you want to continue talking with us about nerdy stuff, follow us on Twitter at Yoko Knox or on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash RNS Yoko Knox. We upload every Tuesday on anger.fm slash and also places like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next one. See you there.